Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational, educational, and entertaining podcast for auto detailers. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill, and I'm your guide as we journey through the auto detailing industry. You can find me at Total Auto Solutions on most platforms. If you are on TikTok or the new Clubhouse, find me at Detail Supply App, or best shoot me a text, 918-800-1188 is the best way to get in touch with me. I'm joined today, and we are talking industry vibes with Greg from Masterson's Car Care. You can reach Greg at Masterson's Car Care on most platforms. However, if you are on TikTok, TikTok, it's at Masterson's Wax, I believe. Is that Masterson's right? Star Care. Masterson's oh, damn, I'm Star Care. Yeah, my bad. On TikTok. My bad. Yeah, it's Masterson's Star right. Care on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, but phone numbers are the best way you say for people to get in touch with you is to give you a call. What's that phone number? Yeah, give me a call. 562-335-2053. Give us a call. Or you can actually just call us at Masterson's Car Care. 1-800-495-5199. You can ask for me. Toll free. 1-800-495-5199. Just... Just ask, oh ask, and you'll get it. It's pretty crazy how that works. Greg, I'm uh, I'm gonna pop, pop a top on this one. Pop it up, dang! I'm actually, I'm I, I, top, I top, I topped up. Well, you can't see my. Cup, you? Yeah, I popped the top because I'm in for the day. Uh, it is. Let me check the weather. Uh, besides, I just say it's fucking cold. Um, we are. Uh, feels like two degrees. So oh. it. Uh, we're at about a. Foot, a foot and a half of snow. My God. Most of the roads are shut down. This is now yeah. week number two through the Midwest. Uh, we've got more snow on the way. Um, so, you know, it's it's a lot different here. It's a lot different here right now. Last year, we had, what, two weeks to a month of some people closed down. Another coming through now of another two weeks of full shutdown for people because we just haven't been able to operate. Uh, I went in today for a little bit to the warehouse. Because uh, you'll find this very interesting. Uh, as the uh, Oklahoma medical marijuana community continues to grow, it's the fastest growing industry for medical marijuana in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, the great state of Oklahoma. Well, we, uh, we get people from California that come over. Right? So I've got new neighbors at my warehouse that are California-based growers. Right? So they are setting up this massive grow inside the warehouse. And they did not put heaters on. They said, oh, well, we just put some space heaters out and thought it would be okay. I go, well, not in Oklahoma. You don't do that, man. So uh, these California growers have, uh, have busted pipes, and I have water all over the warehouse and all over oh, the inside of the front office. And uh, I am just happy that it wasn't our fault, right? Oh, We've had it our fault before, and so this one, I'm just happy it wasn't our fault. Because it just uh, destroyed all the water lines, right? Well, it doesn't destroy the water. It just, it, it's just got a crack in one little spot. And then once it cracks in one spot, it's then fun. the water just starts flowing. And then, yeah, you're fucked. Cause you got to get the city to come out and turn it off. Well, that can take hours. I mean, it can literally take a day. I mean, if, if they got more lines that are broken, I mean, it can take a long time. And so you just got water running and running and running. Yeah. My God, uh, this is, that's a pain in the butt. Like, it is. Oh, wow. But, but Greg, that's just part of, you know, when people live in different areas, you deal with different things. Yes, you do. Right. It's very, you, it's very cold. <laughs> you, you guys just deal with high prices. Right? Yeah, high prices. <laughs> prices are very high for yeah. everything, for, 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 ev for everything. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, um, 
that's, that's what people from California, when they've come out, they've said, you know, they'll, they'll have a 1500 square foot home for half a million dollars. And they come out here and they got a 5,000 square foot. This is home even better, that. right? Yeah, I mean, they get okay. these massive houses and I, I just live well. in just, a, I live in just a regular neighborhood, like in California, it's a regular neighborhood. I actually live across the street from a park. It's like, it's like it's regular neighborhood. This is just in, in, in uh, Orange County. Okay. Um, uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not close to the beach. I'm not in the desert. I'm just like in the middle. Okay. Average price neighborhood. There's a house up the street from me. That's just a fucking whatever house. It's just fucking whatever. Like literally whatever. That's all I can, just whatever. <laughs> and it's not shitty. It's just whatever. It's just kind of shitty, but it went for sale and we checked on it as $1.2 million. And we we're like, what? Like, dude, like, are, are you, there's no way it's going to happen. You know what I mean? So you're like, what the heck? Like, it's crazy. Well, I, crazy. I know a lot of people in Texas and other parts of the state are seeing a massive influx of Californians heading out and headed over this way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Texas definitely got some good ones. Yeah, um, this house, no joke, this house is not a $1.2 million house. Like, you know what I mean? Like when you see a $1.2 million car, you're like, yeah, it's a $1.2 million car. This shit is not like you could live in Malibu. You know what I mean? In some other house out there, even at Calabasas or something. This is in the, this is just, this, this is just a fucking random ass house. It's like, it, I, I thought there was a fluke. I think it is a fluke, but that's what it says on Zillow. <laughs> so funny says a fluke? I think it's a fluke. Uh, so so I know you don't deal with, you don't deal with the uh, weather, you know, but what do detailers out there deal with besides high prices? I know uh, what, I think water becomes a little bit different, right? You, a lot of people out there go buy their water, water which is actually, much different than here. You know, that's a huge topic in California, water. We talk about this all the time, water, right? Like in California, the laws of the water are very restrictive. Okay, they do not want you using water. Now it's not actually the water, it's actually the chemical runoff into the water. Now Masterson's Car Care, right? Masterson's, we actually pioneer eco-friendly products from the ground up. Like we make sure that all of our products are actually, they're called VOC compliant and they're also eco-friendly and we try to use natural ingredients whenever possible. So like in our waterless wash where we can use natural base ingredients, we will do that. In our cleaners, we'll use citrus, citric cleaners, natural-based citrus and citric cleaners uh, instead of like caustic cleaners, okay? And so if our product is rinsed on a car and then it runs down on the ground, then it runs into the drain and then it goes to the ocean, it's safe for the environment. It dilutes down, it breaks down. There's no harmful that. But there's companies out there that make products in other states around the United States or other parts of the world and they, they don't care about what chemicals are in it. They just want to get cheaper chemicals in it to make their product. And then that runs off into the ocean and the lakes and the streams in California. And they're really picky about that type of stuff. So even to make chemicals in California, like we do, very difficult. And we have to be very specific about the ingredients. And we have to make sure that we make good quality stuff that doesn't hurt the environment. Other companies, a lot of them don't care about that just what happens. They get the products from other countries, imported, they come in the US, they, there's low quality stuff. And so what ends up happening with California is, is that um, they don't want any of the runoff going into the ocean and the streams. 
And if you live close to the beach, which pretty much the whole state is close to the beach, then you don't, they don't want you washing with water. If you're a professional, if you do that, you have to like have a mat and suck it up. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of work. That turns a 30 minute wash into like two hour job. So nobody wants to do that. So a lot of companies out here, myself, um, other detailers just are actually switching to waterless because it's a much better option to make more money, to be more flexible. You, you get around the permits of having to use water. You're now not a car washer. You're a waterless detailer. You don't even use water. It opens up a lot of possibilities for a lot of detailers. So in California, I kind of have been converting a lot of people to waterless. I did it a long time ago. A lot of people do it and there's a lot more money out there. If anybody's watching this, I have a video online. It's how to make $100,000 a year washing cars. And the video is just shows you how to do it all waterless. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second if you got a chance because we also have a waterless. And so in our line, it's, it's called HyperClean. We're a plastic reduction. We're the first plastic reduction company for the auto detailing industry. So what we try and do is, you know, we see all those plastic containers and we go, hey, if a water bottle lasts 400 years, then what does industrial grade plastic last? Okay, that's a thousand. A thousand, right? Who I don't know. I don't so know. What we try and do is, is we try and send out ultra hyper concentrates so that our way of trying to help the environment is to reduce plastic waste. Yes. And then inside of that, we have a waterless. So we're also then doing a waterless concentrate that reduces thousands of years of plastic as well as doesn't use as much water. So yes. I'm right there with you, Greg. I love waterless. Uh, the first product that I came out with for the industry, you know, just here in little Tulsa, Oklahoma, was Green Clean in 2008. Came out with uh, Green Clean Waterless. Uh, and we sold it here locally, got into Whole Foods, which was fun. Yeah. Uh, did yeah. some shopping centers. But through the Midwest, it's a little difficult. Uh, waterless isn't considered the same as it is kind of out in some other areas. I actually also used uh, waterless to uh, launch a, a business out of it. Uh, it was called Auto Spa at the Mall. And we did mobile detailing and valeting at a couple different malls uh, here in the state. Yeah. One mall did really, really well. One mall, it killed the whole business because it was just <laughs> such, it was such a bad flop. Uh, and uh, so I, I've been a very big proponent of waterless and very big proponent of being, you know, environmentally conscious of having footprints as a company for the industry. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm really glad to hear you say that, Greg. And I, I like that, that that's a, a thing that you guys are doing for the detailers out there in California also. Yeah. And, you know, I tried very hard with this waterless. And I know online, a lot of people give me a lot of slack, like, you know, it can't be done. You, you can't do this. It's yeah. not going to work. Oh, and I'm can. like, dude, we've yeah. been doing this for a long, yeah, a long time. time. It's just that people have this perception in their mind that water equals clean and it doesn't. <laughs> it, 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 you can't hose off a car and it just be clean. <laughs> you have to use cleaners or some type of, of cleaning method to get that off. And so I've, I've been trying to work very hard for many years to convince the public of this to, and mainly through informing, hey, showing videos of us doing this over and over and over again on cars that are so dirty and we're using the waterless and we're having the best job. And a lot of professionals out there, I know there's a lot of professionals out there watching this about waterless. The biggest complaint that they have about it is, and I hear it, and everybody that's watching this in those group, I hope you guys hear this. They say, oh, well, the waterless wash, it's gonna create swirls, right? And the, my 
biggest argument to this is the majority of the cars out there don't use waterless, right, Marty? They get washed in a car wash with water. Why do they all have swirls then? <laughs> so it's it's gonna there's there's swirls created in any type of washing, whether it could be waterless washing, uh, steam washing. It doesn't even matter, right? But I feel like you know with any method you do it properly, you're minimizing that. Potential. Agreed. So my my argument when I I think it's a great one. I love that we're chasing this little rabbit, Greg. Thanks. Uh, you know I I've been a big proponent of waterless. Like I said from the start, is really what helped. Uh, you know, and good friend DJ Patterson. It's what helped him launch his career. We you know I helped him start his business. Then he's gone off by himself. He's used waterless now ten plus years, and it it's growing more. Right, people are accepting it more, but overall it's still been considered an oxymoron here. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and whenever somebody here or somewhere else, you know, will, uh, you know, say, well, I don't know. I just, I, you know, blah, blah, I go, hey, listen, there's these people, you can go look them up, Bob Burke, right? If somebody's here in Tulsa, I kind of point them over to where he's at, kind of jokingly, right? Like, yeah. hey, he's in that big house down over there off Memorial, right? Yeah. Uh, Bob had already had been previously using a mobile detailer. And then when we started doing his cars, and this was uh, when I launched this business 2010 out of my garage, I had to, we, I had to still, you know, go perform uh, detailing. It was my business. I've been doing it then, you know, at that point, 11 years, I was still doing detailing as well as selling. So it was a very uh, challenging time. And one of the accounts that I was able to get was this guy named Bob Burke that I'd known, you know, previously had his cars done every week and uh, commented about two or three weeks in that goes, are you doing something different? Because cars just look a lot better since you started doing them. And I go, well, what do you mean? And he goes, well, there's, there's not as much as that, you know, what, like he didn't know what he was looking at. He's yeah. a filthy rich, you know, property owner that has all this property and he's got places down in Florida. All right. He doesn't know uh -huh. what he's looking at. All yeah. he knows is that the car looks better and it's not as, you know, and I go, well, it's because we're using a waterless wash instead of, you know, he was using a traditional and this was a guy that was using a bucket and just going out and, you know, doing this and yeah. nothing about his service, but we were performing a better service. The customer noticed it off of waterless versus the previous guy that was using traditional bucket washing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I've, I've got that same experience that, that you've had with that, I was just was writing that down, is that, you, is that experience where the customer is happier with the waterless wash. And yeah. the customer, the, I, I tell this to professional detailers all the time, if you're a professional detailer, the customer doesn't care what product you use. They care that car was dirty, car now clean. That's it. It's like, when you go to a restaurant, I'm not like, dang, you know, where did you get those uh, baby tomatoes? Were they imported from the Southern Texas region? Were they grown at this time? Are they extra ripe? You know, like, are they done by that specific company? No, nobody cares. They care car dirty, car clean. And they notice that with yep. the waterless, you know, but a lot of the professionals that are watching this, you know, they might just, just so you know, Marty, a lot of people watching this, when people come into my store right here, when they come here, I tell them my job is to save them money. I want to save them money. I don't want them to buy stupid shit that they don't need, right? And yeah, my job, my business is developed off selling things, but I wanna offer value to the customer rather than having them waste money. And a lot of these professionals were bought into this huge scam that they need to buy 
a brand new truck and a water tank that's uh, 200 gallons and a pressure washer and a generator. And you got to put four or five layers of a coating on, right? Four or five layers of a coating. Yeah, it's all this <laughs> stuff. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, like, let me go ahead and like light, like, like, light the car on fire. Okay, like yeah. all of these extra steps are are stuff that didn't need to happen, and when detailers figure out to eliminate all these stupid things, their business has way more success. They 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 have better success. They make more money. They have less overhead. They spend less time. You know, instead of spending your money on all this equipment, why don't you spend it on another employee to help you? Listen, and here's the key too, Greg. Here's the key: is it also builds longevity. Yes. Mm -hmm. Bob Burke is still a customer of mine. Nice. When he's not in Florida, right? So, which is mostly through not in the, you know, here, he's not here in Oklahoma in the winter. He's in Naples, right? I don't blame him. You know, I mean, I I would, I would be there too. So, you know, he's not a regular customer anymore, but he's still a customer and my guys can go service him or I can go service him in his garage. Yes. Right. Yes. we can perform the service now if he needed to. You know, I have a guy locally named Mike Case who owns, he's, you know, one of those guys too, owns a lot of properties, apartments and stuff like that. He'll call me when it's raining or schedule it on a time like this because he's going to want to get a car out once it's nice. Yeah. And we can go into his garage and clean his car for him. It just yeah. makes sense and builds a longevity that I, I think not everybody uh, can, can understand. So I'm glad we chased that little rabbit, Greg. That was fun. Yeah, that was nobody- fun. Uh, no, the waterless game. I had some people that if, if a lot of detailers would um, just incorporate that into their business or even transition their business, I guarantee you those detailers would be making 100 to 150,000 a year profit in their pocket. Boom, because it, it, they would just be able to do it. One okay, of my so let's, so let's, let's talk through then how they can do that. And they got to do it through marketing. So how do you recommend detailers market their service if they're using waterless? You know, the cool thing about waterless is that you can go anywhere because nobody can kick you out for washing cars. That's where the biggest trick around it was. Like it was, it was the biggest advantage to me is that I can go anywhere and do this and no one can say, get out. Because when you have water and a generator and a loud ass machine and all this water, they're, you're going to come, they're going to be like, when you're setting up, they're going to be like, what are you doing here? I'm washing cars. Okay, get the fuck out. They're going to look at you, get out. Like, you can't do that here. Oh, and then if you're wash, waterless washing a car, someone comes over, excuse me, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just do, I'm doing a waterless detailing service on this car. Okay, get the fuck out. Don't worry, I'll be out in two minutes. Because there was no... A problem here. I was done with the job, like the snap of the fingers, right? And I, I truly believe that if customers incorporated that into their business and told customers about it, or told them we can wash your car anywhere, anytime in a parking structure, uh, you don't even have to move your car. It would have great advantage. And I think the biggest advantage to them on that whole idea of of marketing the waterless detailing is is I about the advantage of going anywhere is this is what I would do and I, I teach it in a class but I'll, I'll say it now on the air you know I try not to do too many of these crazy secrets if they want to uh, um, I, I have a lot of crazy secrets but this is a good one you get waterless washing business right 
and you set up at Tesla supercharging stations, right? Tesla supercharging station. There's Tesla's there. So there's Tesla. They have money. You know they have money. They have Tesla. They want their car to be clean. They don't want to waste water because they're an eco person of higher mindset and aesthetics. And there they have 15 minutes to kill because their supercharger takes like 15 minutes or some change to supercharge you out. So, and this is where it goes is, no one can kick you out because you're not using water by the supercharger, which they won't let you do that because you can't wash the car at the supercharging because of liabilities of going whatever electro, electricity and water and, oh no, okay. But if someone could do that, they could just set up at the supercharging station. Okay, someone tells them to leave the supercharging station, go to another one. Come back to that one tomorrow. Just keep going and, and, and going. Go set up across and just go ask them, hey, well, your car's getting washed. Hey, um, well, your car's getting washed. Would you like to get a, a, a supercharged, like a, a supercharged car wash? Supercharged one. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like something like that, right? There's a lot of ways to do that, right? But People won't do it because they don't have the waterless wash, so they fucking can't. They don't even have the product to do it. And like, you could go on MastersonsWax.com and pick up a gallon, and you can start doing it tomorrow. Just add it to the service. At least make it on a stop. Um, uh, I, I personally think that's the best. The best. Listen, way Greg, I'm I was sitting there going like, I was like, hell yeah, that's that's a great idea. I mean, like I've said before, you guys got a lot more Teslas than we got. Uh, we finally got a service station here and I've seen a couple of those charging stations, yeah, but yeah, you guys yeah. definitely have a lot more. That's an incredible idea. Uh, there's a lot of places that are going to have those much more bigger cities and more developed areas than, than we are. Uh, the, the suggestion I would go with probably similar to what, uh, what I did. I, I, you know, as I started going around trying to build up my mobile unit service was it was not only setting up customers that we would come to their house on a weekly basis and that we could do it there inside their garage and don't have to move their cars. And it's a lot less liability. But I think if you, if somebody wants to go for volume, mm -hmm. I listen, the biggest volume I had was when I went up and set up at a shopping center, um, I had a, a friend who worked over at Ultimate Electronics. Do you remember that place? They don't, we don't have those out here. Well, we don't have them out here anymore either. They yeah, all went out of business. Did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, very similar to like a Best Buy. Um, uh -huh. But they went out of business a long time ago. Uh, but I think they were a bit more high end. Everything just seemed to be a little bit more expensive. And so everybody just went to Best Buy. Um, but I set up there with one of those little 10 by 10 canopies put out a little banner, use some uh, bungee cords. You know, you can't use string because here you got that wind. So you got to use a bungee cord so it lets it flex. Um, just did some washes and many details. Uh, it developed into a relationship that I met the owner's wife uh, or, or CEO's wife of Sitgo. And then we got to go do cars up at Sitgo uh, before Sitgo left and moved to Houston. So it really getting out and just putting yourself out there uh, and getting involved with people, right? Yeah. Waterless gives you the chance to be involved in their life yeah. and not as a hassle, right? Yeah. You can go interact with them as they're just passing through doing something. These are flow points for people and they really enjoy that. If you could be out doing something then oh, you just grabbed an extra service. Like it really makes it handy for people. And so I, 
I like your idea, Greg, and I'm going to piggyback a little bit with maybe doing a shopping center. And then let's go into what are some social media type marketing that we could do? Because, right, so we're there on location. Now let's go through, you know, what kind of TikToks are we going to make? Because yeah. if you start making TikToks and Tesla, that should really pop. So, you know, are, are you are you going to go, hey, let's do some TikToks? Are you going to go, you know, I think you could go Facebook groups. I bet you there's some Tesla Facebook groups. You know, there's all kinds of different ways that we yeah. could then market on social. So what's some ideas? I, I, I still I still truly believe that it's targeted Facebook marketing it is 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 right now today is the number one thing. Targeted Facebook, Instagram marketing. I I have a feeling that it's going to change within the next year. Something's going to come up and it's going to be better ads than Facebook. But right now, for the detailer out there, it's Facebook marketing Face, and, and, and paying the ads and finding people. And you can even target on Facebook ads. It's crazy. There's uh, like, you can target literally um, people in Oklahoma that make over $100,000 a year. You can literally target that with Facebook marketing now. And I think and, you, you can also even then you could add in Tesla, right? Yes, so if you're yeah. going to go with that, you know, my interest is Tesla. Yeah, you could put my interest is Tesla and my income over $100,000 a year, city, Oklahoma City, distance 50 miles. And, and it'll push it to all those people. You're going direct in that type of, like it, it's razor sharp on that. And I feel people need to invest in this um, because it's going it, to, it's going to directly affect your business. People don't market their business enough. You know, you know, what's interesting about marketing is that nobody will market your business better than yourself. Nobody's going to do it better than the business owner. And so I got, I, I get a lot of comments on my TikTok and YouTube from people in the United Kingdom, right? And um, and this is so interesting to me. I thought about this. This is crazy interesting. You might find this interesting. Is I always get comments saying, it's usually negative comments saying, I would never buy from this bloke. He's, he, just, he just says he's the best and I would never buy anything from him because he's saying he's the best too much, right? So I've gotten this comment like in a, in a different format several different times, all the time. It's always from someone in the United Kingdom. Now, I thought about that. In the United Kingdom, they have a different way of selling or buying or inner communication where if you say you're the best, it's bad. Well, it led to everybody in the UK, nobody saying they're the best. And that's why no brands come out good from the UK marketing wise. I thought that I was like, wait, there's no brands that coming out the UK. Every brand that came out of the UK is old. Jaguar, Rolls-Royce, Bentley, some shoe companies, and that's really it. And there's been no UK brand from anything that's come out and been as big as a United States brand. You know, like all the true US brands, they all come from the USA. McDonald's, um, Masterson's Car Care, like, you know, like, you know a, a lot of them start with M's, you know, uh, uh, they, they all come directly from uh, the United States, right? So it's crazy how in the world marketing is different. You can't, the, the, what we're talking about today, if you go and do it in the UK, it doesn't even work. You're like, people don't even buy it or something. Like they, it's so weird, man. And you know, you really got to market for your region. 
as well. You know, will this, what everything that we're talking about today, will this waterless stuff work in the UK? No. My buddy in the UK, who's a detailer, he says people don't even wash their cars right now. <laughs> he says right. like everybody here in Oklahoma, they don't either, unless you can go do it in the garage. So that's why we would say definitely use a waterless. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting the way marketing is working right now, Marty, in this industry. And, and marketing, I feel like is going to have a huge, big change in the next year. You know, we're, you know, I think Facebook's going to go away and uh, uh, something is going to replace it. And I don't know what, we don't know what, but something's going to come out and the advertising is going to be great. And we're all going to go right over to that. I'm, I'm going to agree that there's other stuff that's going to come out, but I've still yet to see somebody that can master Mark Zuckerberg in the way that he plays chess. And so, you know, I I don't know that somebody's going to replace Facebook yet. I'm going to say they're still going to hold on to the top for a while, but there's definitely going to be some other stuff coming out. The clubhouse is interesting, uh, but then Facebook has now said that they're going to come out with their own clubhouse type. So, you know, that will, it might, uh, they might squash old clubhouse altogether. I'm not sure. You Uh, never know. You never know. But I just want, I just want attention. Everybody just wants like, you know, the way you have to do your business is to grab attention. You need to go hang out where the attention is, where the party's happening. You don't pick up girls. If you're a guy, you don't pick up girls where there's no girls. You go where all the ladies are. Sausage fest. Yeah. Yeah. You You don't don't go to a sausage fest. Yeah. You don't pick up girls at pet boys. You go pick up girls somewhere else at the club or where, where all the people are, where the act happening is. And you don't pick up customers where there's no customers, you know, uh, like the, you know, we're talking about uh, uh, a lot of detailers talk about this is the worst place to market your detailing business is on a detailing form. Oh gosh, that's the worst. <laughs> it's the, it's, it's the, crazy the, that people do that. Right. Like I get it that you go in and ask questions. Right. So I try and answer questions when I can, and I'll give some feedback, you know, but yeah. It absolutely amazes me when people will put on stuff about, hey, look the way I clean this car. Look how I did. And, you know, I'm like, you realize these are other detailers, right? Yeah. They, yeah, they don't it will do nothing for your business. It will absolutely do nothing. nothing. They're it will do literally nothing. wasting their time. Nothing. And it's the same reason why a lot of people, like a, a lot of people on detailing groups ask me for free samples from this store. They're like, hey, man, can you send me some free yeah. samples? And I always respond, can you send me some money? And then they're like, oh, well, you know, it's going to give you advertising. No, it won't. And the reason that everybody, I hope people are listening know this is because a detailer is going to get free stuff and they're going to advertise it to other detailers and they're not our customers. I mean, they are our customers. Yeah. But they, they aren't the type of customers that buy products on a consistent basis. Technically, and in reality, professional detailers don't buy any products at all. They, they buy like less than 1% of all the products because they, they know how to use it too good. They like, they know that a bottle of wax can do a hundred applications, but a consumer sometimes can only make it last 20 times. Why? It's because the professional knows what he's doing. He knows how to use this right amount. You know what I mean? Like, just like they say, you know, a dentist says like a tooth, a, a, a roll of toothpaste should last like months. Right. Have you ever heard him tell you that? Ha! Huh. I haven't heard hey. him say that. Yeah, they're like, I'm like, how long should a roll of toothpaste last? They're like a long time. And because you're only using, you're only supposed to use like a little drop or something. But you see these commercials and they go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it has that little whip to it. And you're like, dang, like I'm supposed to whip it like that? Like, oh man, like that's a lot. And so your toothpaste only lasts like two weeks because you were using 
500% more than you were supposed to use, right? And it's, it's, it's crazy with the marketing. So the other detailers, they can't market where other detailers are. They should go market out in the real world. I think the best place to market now is in the real world. Go, go out there where people are, and just yeah. direct. Like I'm a big proponent of cold calling, but I think that if you want to have if you if you want to have success as any in any business, you got to make like 300 cold calls a day. If you whatever you're doing, That's if you're selling, people people are scared. It, it, it's 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 not hard. It's just that people don't pick up the phone, and people are afraid the same way. You to to have success on social media, you should be making a hundred pieces of content a day, and people That's don't. A lot. It's a lot. Well, if, do you want to have success? You want to make a lot of money or you want to make a little money? Like you want to be big or you want to be little, you know, if you, it's go big or go home, it's, it's directly proponent to that. And the detailer has got to do that too. It's either make a hundred cold calls a day, see who wants to detail, knock on a hundred doors or post a hundred pictures or a hundred videos. What are they going to do? You know not a hundred. I, mean? I, I don't think so. Uh, like you got to get close to it. I feel like you gotta like you gotta you gotta do you gotta get up there. Man, I know? think most are happy if they do two or three, and that's even a lot. Uh, I heard I've I've had pushback from, uh, and we've actually even had them on the podcast. We've had guys that try and run socials for people or you know do stuff social wise, and they've tried to say once a day is almost too much. Nah, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I I don't, I don't either. So I didn't take the service, but you know the. There's a lot of people, not a lot, but there are some that say, you know, don't over flux, like don't do too much. You know, like I, I believe it's better to do too much than too little. I would have, I would have been like, dude, if, if my business tanked, at least I fucking got that hundred posts in at least. Well, I did it. Or at least you learned marketing. Yeah, yeah. And if your business tanked, which it shouldn't, because if you learn marketing, then your business should be successful unless you mess yeah. up some other stuff. But if you did at least learn marketing at that point, it would be an easy transition over to the next stage of your life or career. It'd be, it'd be anything. Like, I, like a lot of people come up to me and they'll tell me, I tell them, Greg, I'm, I told them, you need to use TikTok. And these business owners are 40, 50, 60 years old. I'm talking to one right now, 69 years old. Okay, 69 years old, starting a new business, opening a new store, never use social media. And I'm telling him, you need to make a hundred, I'm telling him 50 pieces of content a day. He's like, Greg, this is really hard. And I'm like, and he's like, I've never used this stuff before. And I'm like, guess what? Neither did I. (laughs) You know what I mean? He's like, he told me, Greg, I didn't grow up with this. I said, either did I. Neither did I. (laughs) neither did I and neither did all these motherfuckers either nobody did right we all picked up the phone and we all figured out how to use it and spent the 10 15 20 minutes 10 hours to do it right well if if they want to right if the business owners if the detailers if the guys want to they will that's what we've said too so uh, let's, let's hop into that another time and we can go into like, you know, the gut checks, the, the, the strength it takes, the, uh, determination, the scheduling, all that it takes in order to do all those, because that could be part of it. We might need to just have a breakdown session so that people can see how to actually create all those form of content. Yeah. Because right now there's very few detailers that are making 
that amount of content. Now, some are doing well, some are growing. Uh, we're having, uh, you know, some in the community that actually have their own podcast for local communities, not towards other detailers. They're out using TikToks for local communities. I mean, they're listening to what we say and having great success, yes. but not everybody puts in the time, energy, and effort. You're absolutely right. So yeah. let's dive into that another time, Greg. Uh, thanks so much. <laughs> Whoa. Excuse me, apologize. Whoa. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for your time, man. Thanks for the uh, the input. Definitely love the discussion on waterless. That's been uh, yeah. dear to my heart most of my yeah. career in chemicals yeah. because it was the first chemical I put out for the market. Yeah. Uh, so I'm a big fan, man. I, I'm glad we got to chase that little rabbit. Yeah. Are you going to be coming out to our Masterson's Car Care store opening in Florida on March 20th? Uh, I, I don't know that I am, Greg, but can uh, we, can, we can make a chat about that. I saw that uh, you put a grand opening, so I want to, like I've said before, though, man, another another time, I want to say congratulations. Yeah, I think it's you. really awesome that you got yeah. a second store going in over there, and I don't excited. know that I'll be out there for the opening, but we'll see if we can try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually like our that, that, that's that that's uh, our that was our second store that we opened in twelve months. We did that one in, in twelve months. We did that in the second store or that other store in Florida. And this is our first East Coast store, which we're super excited about. And, uh, um, you know, I, I think it'd be great if you could come, man, do a, a pints and polishing uh, set up there. And uh, I think it'd be, I think it'd be amazing. I, I, we want everybody to come. We're actually giving away $2,000 in free items. Wow. We're giving, huge, we're giving away a huge amount of stuff. Um, we're, we're super excited about it. The store actually is just finished. Um, it, it's like, it's, you could walk in there right now and buy stuff, which is really, really cool. We did it awesome. just really quick. So I love to open there, man. And I'd love to, hopefully the Pines and Polishing podcast can do there, do a live podcast there, man. That'd be great. <laughs> right. Let's see what we can work out. All right. Have a great week, Greg. And we'll talk to you next week. All right, man. Thank you very much. You have a great week. Thank you. See you, bro. Bye-bye. Episode over. Leave us a review and we will see you on the Community Pub Wednesday nights at 730 Central. The Zoom meeting ID is 918-800-1188. That's the Community Pub Wednesday nights, 7.30 Central. The Zoom meeting ID is 918-800-1188. Grab a pint and enjoy.